Let's, let's talk about what we did last time, just by trying to figure out what we saw, and then we'll talk about it historically. So what did we see? <laughs> buildings on top of buildings. Not a bad Buildings on top of buildings. Um, do we want to characterize as boxes on boxes? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's safe to do. Should we just like some turn like gets us a little bit closer to how it's on top? Yeah. 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 Y
That doesn't mean it can't be put together in the imagination. Yeah, well, and you can, there is the principle, but it isn't. That would be the same thing for all movies. You can't see all four, but what they're projecting here it uses all four dimensions, but you can't watch the movie. Not children. Yeah, that's the ones between. There's a building in Chicago. The question is whether it's whether it's an appeal to sight or whether it's an appeal to. Uh, 
the lowest floor was an exhibit where there's a little lighting on one side, but the side that doesn't have the step that we're calling of, of the boxes is can be lit artificially, but it's it creates two different spaces within one space. Yes. But like the command of light is is what is is one of the things that's gained from these shifts. Well, wouldn't that be a reference to the shift existing? We wouldn't say it's function, it's the light. Actually, now we can. It is, though, yeah. So how much light is actually in there? Pretty decent amount. Can we do much more? It's, it would, it's difficult because when you, on the third floor, when, when you look up, you see the panels and they've been blacked out to accommodate the exhibition. Okay. There's more. There's more than it would seem currently. But they did leave it. We didn't, we haven't been to all of them, but they did leave, like, they did leave them out. Yeah, there's a fair amount. I, I don't think I accidentally went to the sixth floor, <laughs> went to their office. <laughs> and um, it gets a lot of natural light from what must be the offset. It also has a bank of windows. So we didn't say that the first box was made of glass. It's sort of, I think, adds to the image that we perceive. Is that the entrance is made of glass? It's very dramatic. That was very different from the witness. I guess it's also just one space of boxes. If either of the buildings next to it has all the boxes, but it's got that top, that's more separate on the side. So white, white, white. And the mirrors, the mirrors in the elevators. I didn't know I wrote them, but I, I went out from there. And also, like, when I first stepped into um, the museum, I was followed by uh, the Whitney in a sense that, uh, when it comes to like, the, the shop area and the uh, illustration, well, there was a cafe in there. It was the subtle metal awkward, um, you know, like having that curve. But it's really different the way that they treat where those things are. Yeah. Like there's a gallery behind the cafe, but the cafe is like tucked around the corner. Yeah. Whereas you know it's not showcased like it is in the building. And the theater also is pretty significant that it's sort of stuck in the middle of the room and it's a descent, but it's like there's no door. You just go down. <laughs> also, um, everything is named after the donors. Including the restrooms and the water fountain. This person, water fountain. 
somewhere similar, but they all have a different number of stairs. And that forces a different pattern of, of angle. Yes, and so you get some, between some chords, it's like two, five, three, five, two, and then on others, it's like, you, it varies. So you're going up more or less. You have to go around more times, but then each, each time around is less so, or more stairs. It gives a bizarre rhythm to something that is normally standard figure. But I don't know that you're supposed to notice it. I was going to say the same thing. Do you think it's calling attention to itself, Alex? I don't think you're supposed to notice it's calling attention to itself or not. Yeah, but it, right. it matters if it is or it's, not. It shows that the floors are different heights, that the boxes aren't standard. Yes, but, but it doesn't you, call attention. But do you think that includes the way that the staircase was put there, though? Like, isn't it sort of the building was like that, so the staircase sort of had to be like that? I think you can't make the experience. Well, no. Yeah. If you have floor high trucks, you have to have stairs. That's a, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, you can't go down. How else would you do it? Well, they could have, for instance, had their stairs rather than a wrapping pattern, rather than having a twisting staircase that's in a column, two. just having scissor stairs, right? Mm -hmm. And that would have been. It would, it, would be, it would be saying that, that the rhythm would be different, but it wouldn't be as rhythmically different as a wrapping stair, because there's more landings in the way they decided to do it. Um, but like, the, there's a, the question of like whether or not the stairs are trying to call attention to themselves. I think, I think what the stairs call attention to is the box structure of the building. Okay, but they don't do the rhythmic variation. Yeah, but in the same way, the same way that the boxes are going all four directions, the stairs are also going all four directions. You're not going just two, you're going yeah, to all four. So you're going in circles, and, and the boxes are also being shifted. You have that 360 look. Yeah, the stairs, I thought the stairs were really interesting. I really think that you're not supposed to notice them because they utilize like concrete and industrial things that you're used to seeing, I guess. You must see them on the floor of the buildings too, on the floor of the gallery too, concrete floors. Yeah, except they yeah, all dry right now. And the fact that the walls of the, of the I, I think the, the language of the gallery and the language of the stairs would be exactly the same if the show was an installation. Yeah. The walls would be white, there would be minimal lighting yeah. in the same way. What about the staircase to the To the theater. You have one that goes down from the first floor, but you blast around if they don't fall into it. It does turn at the bottom. Yeah. There's much more, isn't it? The one face down much longer than the turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Behind, when you get down to the bottom, I'm going the other direction from the from the uh, pier. There's a room that is rather large on the flooded wall. Adding to that, when we think about the way that we reach the levels when we get to the Whitney levels, and there's sort of that entrance feeling that we described, in this museum, it's the opposite. You get to each gallery like this random place, and you don't even realize that it's sort of like the building is. Once you reach the floor, you almost don't forget about the building. You just start to. You don't realize where you're coming in. How do you get that from the instructor Because you know when you go into like a house and and there's like an entrance to the house, so the entrance is really highlighted. Yeah. In this case, there's no entrance. You're going through like a back door. So the art is really highlighted. Once you go in, you don't even realize where the entrance was. So that's And then you kind of realize that there's other options for you to get into it. It's just not as, I thought the direction wasn't as clear, but it really, like, it makes you, yeah, it really heightens your senses when you do get to the gallery. It, it, it launches at the technical time, is actually right into the gallery, not into that, remember when we had that long, that sort of space hallway thing? Yeah. Really, it's true, that, that's the feeling. Yeah. Okay. And only two elevators? Actually, every time I've ever been to the new museum in Cleveland this last time, the stair, the doorway to the stairs is open, and it really feels like you're supposed to take the stairs, not the elevators, which is weird. Yeah, but the doorway is open. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're pretty grand. They, they appeal as much as the elevator to the people who come in. Yeah. Whereas the Whitney is not that way. The elevator is sort of dominant. I don't think you're supposed to notice the elevator either. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to notice it either. It's just exactly. Yeah. Just go up. No. <laughs> exactly. The Whitney. Yeah, and so it's sort of um, subordinated to 
But because there's glass there, the only thing between you and the back wall are people. Wouldn't have a street. Or when you're walking in. Actually, um, considering this feeling of like not noticing when you're actually in the building, um, I was thinking about the difference between being far away from the building and seeing its form against the rest of what it's around. It stands out. I mean, it sticks out like a sore thumb. So you're supposed to notice it then, but when you're there, you're not supposed to notice it. Something about like visibility and invisibility. I don't. I mean, I think I agree that it sticks out, but I don't think it sticks out that much because there's still those other like that's true. Apartment when you're close to them, you don't notice the entrance because yeah, the it's, a, it's easy to miss the business. Yes, it is. Because we're Fixed is the is the relation of this of the service core. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually not fixed because the floor is sort of weak. You move around it. And that makes for a, a weird effect when you the effect we've sort of been talking about when you leave the elevator and you're like a little bit shocked. It's because you're in a different part of the cube. Yeah. You left the cube and you come out and you're in a different part of a very similar cube. So you're sensitive and that's, and that's weird. Mm -hmm. That's it's the ordinance. Okay. Mm -hmm. this, this side, these sides, this, these positions would change in each floor. Yeah. The proportions of those would change. The proportions change. Yeah. Okay. But you enter and exit at the same part of that 
except on the second floor when you enter out of the other side. When you when you go up in the elevator and you go out on the second floor, you go out in the other direction, and I totally lost my sense of direction when that happened. I, when when the elevator doors opened on, behind me, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> because we went to this exhibition in the Whitney in which it was all dark and most of us got in there and thought this is a massive space and this is a space that's probably not that big but it's also a massive space and I don't think that any of us well I think I'm not sure but I don't think that any of us at least nobody said it oh yeah this is a massive space and over here, they built it. It's quite adequate to display very small pieces. Yes. It really was. Yeah. It doesn't call attention to the space at all. doesn't call attention to the space. Exactly. Well, it seems like they're trying to make space as a backdrop for the exhibition pieces. But also, that's where the color of the wall blocks I think you know. I think the space is qualityless. Mm -hmm. I don't think the space in the Whitney felt qualityless because it had direction and the, and the corridors and it had dimension, magnitude. Really intentionally subverts direction. Yeah. It subverts directionality. So I think we can say the space is deliberately qualityless. It's possible to think conceive of space as qualityless. I don't want to put it in technical words. This would be highlighting here. Qualityless. <laughs> I don't know how you spell it. The technical term is space and void has no characteristics. Right? Whereas space and the Whitney seem to have it. Do you know um, what we're talking about, the Whitney, and how everyone who goes there wants to be seen and you feel visible um, just because the building is also an extension to itself? But in the new museum, I felt invisible because the building doesn't call any attention to anything. And the only time that I did feel visible was when I uh, had to show my ticket to the security guard, which happened like three times. So like, just like at these checkpoints here, like things became more noticeable. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, there's so few people there. I don't really know how people would interact in that space. But yeah. You know, same feeling. I wasn't theatrical. Yeah, no. Even the theater wasn't theatrical because it was like a generic theater, generic stage with seats and thing in the back. Even when it's very crowded, I think probably no one makes a difference. Yeah. People just sort of bump through each other more like I, ants I than like people are trying to Not theatrical, it's not a very positive way to put it. It's funny because the Whitney's outside is very flashy, but the inside is almost. It's also very flashy, but 
but the, I mean, all the floors are sort of the same size and the same orientation and square. And in this one, if you see it from the outside, you barely notice the shift in the boxes. I mean, it's it's a building there. I mean, you can see it, but we were really paying attention to it. Maybe a regular person wouldn't see it. But when you go in, there's this disorientation feeling. So it's almost, um, when you compare the two, it's almost what you project and what you are. Because it, it, an inside and outside kind of thing, like the image of the building and the inside of the building. The Whitney is more classical or I don't know, mainstream, I don't know what the word would be, in the inside, more traditional in the inside in a way, but projecting this image outside. And this one, I feel it's the opposite. Well, there are different projections, that's all. And rhetorically speaking, there'll be a choice of projections. You can project modesty and you can project arrogance. They're both projections that both are supposed to be what's on this book. And the book, the functionality of the book is supposed to be that you can go through it very at first. But at the same time, you they do take into consideration the typography, the placement of things, is there table of contents, is there you know numbers in the you know page numbers in the book. And I think it's kind of like that, like you're supposed to be focused on like everything's just well designed. I think there's not much to it. Like whereas Whitney you could keep going on and on and on. And it's really, I mean, that that mesh is exactly that. That that mesh takes a that's not a, like a simple thing to make or conceive of that mesh on the outside, but the effect is one of it is kind of polyoid and flat. Yeah, I think until you get really close to it and notice what it actually is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the story word for it, but transparency, the, the designed elements don't appear to be designed elements. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like designed to be undesigned. Also, why the why the elevate when you come out of the elevators and you feel kind of like a little bit of surprise and because you're in a different relationship to space because in a way it's supposed to start over every time you enter the room. That would be okay too. That would really segregate those boxes then in terms of Yeah, I guess when you know when you're making a perfume, you know, Plato's image, you want the base to be without any odor. 
you have to have a base. Right. So it's a highly chosen thing, except yeah. you're using it for its lack of <laughs> Whatever the architectural term on a logo would be. Space. That's all they ever talk about anyway. That's all the Muslims talk about. Well, should we move on to the rhetoric? That wasn't so bad. So how do we do it rhetorically? We start where we, we start where we usually did last time with the ethos of what we're talking about. We do not start with the audience. Those could be those could be separated because you could say that the appeal to the architecture would be the, the architect would see that the that the projection of the architect in this building was transparency. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that necessarily wouldn't mean that the three audiences, but that would still mean that would be the point of it. Um, I think it would also be because the original donors were speaking a lot about it. They all did speak to it. The what? The donors are speaking oh, to it. Oh, donors. That's true. That, that's <laughs> that is something. I saw it in a different way. I saw it as like a community effort in a way. Like, let's put this together. So we needed a lot of people donating because we didn't have the money. So we're artists. It tells you we that. needed people. So let's just get together. It felt like there was a community involved. Right. They separate I, the artist's contribution from the donors. I was going to say, I know that. This is America, right? You have to like recognize <laughs> the person's <laughs> money going in. No, but I think the donors. I mean, you don't have to, but. I'll tell you, the donors have been better a lot of less conspicuous than the donors. But I think the donors are more. Do you even know where the donors are listed in the room? Where they are listed at the match? Well, they're like the names of the places that we go into. Like, this is the this person's. The match? Room 108? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is room 108, but there's like galleries, this family. No, it's not so easy to say where the donors are at the match. 
There's some very old money on those lists too. Look at them. So you don't have to list it as like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's just not necessarily back at the names there, but back at the community. Where are they at? Go find them. <laughs> <laughs> I am graduating. I don't have the time to go find them. They're on the side of the grave. You can go up the big staircase. They're engraved on the side. Oh, yeah. They're nice. That's kind of nice. That's true. So, what, what are we doing? Right. We, how are we going to do this? Do you want, should we talk about the audience? It looks like we're attending to the youth. Yeah, it's youth. I usually do the audience. The audience is a good place to start when it's given, but it's, it's not obvious. Okay. If you know who's, if with a speech it works because you actually know often who they're talking to. With architecture, it's different because ethos is far more accessible through this, and from the ethos you can kind of conclude who they might be trying to. No, but I think we should be able to do it the other way as well. We have to be able to. Well, we could do, we could do it the other way by simply by, by saying the most significant appeal to the audience is being made at the ground floor with the, with the glass wall. That's right. That these neighborhoods. Yeah, that the, that the audience is the people. Yeah, if we take, if we compare it to who we thought that was the audience of the Whitney people who needed that art to be of an authoritative source in a way, like important art, I think this audience is the people that want to experience art, regardless of who is saying it's important or not. I think that's right. I, I think we want to try to. Art. I want to experience new art. Too much. It's going to be too closed. Uh, I think we 
potentially inherit the yeah. people. Yeah, open to the maybe the better order. And there's certainly an emphasis on openness in that first war. And I think it was just me, but it seemed like there was less emphasis on having to pay <laughs> for me. Because it was to the side, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and it was also the Kotex. Was it also? It was also the Kotex. That's actually very significant, right? That it would be that it's not a barrier to entry. The Whitney felt like the space was directed to where you could give them money. And there was all, and it was, and it was all roped. And it was roped, and it was, and, and the, the restaurant was dominating. Dominating it, and that was a, obviously a business. Where it's, People who didn't know that they were open to it. Right? I mean, if you want to really. Because the, 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 the idea is that when you walk by and you see art, you go in. Because yeah. you do walk by and you see art. Yeah. Or you see the back gallery. And that might run it. And it does show in a way that it's intentional. It does show in a way that's not so big that it feels inaccessible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's kind of worth for us. I think it's. I think it's almost anybody. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. It's only good. The quality list is is kind of good. It is really not trying to be specific. They say that they mostly display living artists without wide public exposure or critical acceptance to a broader public. I thought that was very significant because basically it means that you're not established. So when you think about anyone, it's almost anyone but the audience to do with me. Right? It's like <laughs> anyone but the ones who really care what is established. Because when you think about contemporary art, a lot of people that have never seen any piece of contemporary art will say, I hate contemporary art. I don't understand contemporary art. And it's 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 like a non-prejudiced kind of quality that you want to have and able to be able to see a museum and say, Well, why not? Let's go in. You have to have that openness in mind. And I think that's important. I think I think the non-establishment idea, not anti-establishment, um, that was the that was the invented specific line of argument and the architectural specific 
design of the architecture having a big quality versus the display. Because it's the selector of what the art is, but because the artist is, is creating. But yeah. and then you contrast that the artist's description of the person who is currently on display on the second floor was noted as being acclaimed in one area. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I contradict that plan entirely or if that's a plan general. If they're an Albanian artist, and yeah, that, it has something to do with something to do with yeah. art of, um, in the post-communist. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> the problem with that is it's really not a permanent feature of the architecture. Yeah. So it would be hard to, where the donors are, right, that they, that's who that's who goes. It would be hard to judge them on that. It doesn't mean the ethos of the institutions would be different. Um, you know, the Whitney Biennial, we didn't mention it, the Whitney Biennial is kind of the gatekeeper moment, right? So it really does present itself as if it was a knowledgeable part of any source of, of what was new and good. Uh, and that's, that's kind of in that building, too, as we said. Whereas the triennial, that's a museum. Oh, I didn't know there was a triennial. Yeah, it's kind of a interesting to see how those differ. So they, were, they would occur eventually on the same year, right? It's basically anything... It's the Jubilee, we'll call it. Not the Jubilee. Or... <laughs> it really is anything that the Whitney Biennial is, the Triennial is not. That would make an anti-establishment. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was at the Whitney, I was like, it's just the opposite. Anyway, right? but this, are we going to get anything with Forge Brothers? We're just making it yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> This is presenting itself as a difficult architectural choice. Number one, because the thing that was in, inhabiting the whole building was very overpowering. We could, we could see that. In the sense that it like, took over the floors and took over, you know, took over a lot of the architecture. And it took over the skylights and yada, yada, yada. And because the building is, is trying to be able to, trying to let that happen. The building isn't isn't fighting its way through, which is I think important to note is that the the architecture is such that it was pretty easy to to totally change one of the floors. I know it's in a positive way to put it, but the ethos really is not a Transparent is not a bad word, even though we know it's curated. The, the curation, so to speak, is invisible, and the building doesn't make it visible. Well, yeah, because with the different floors, an artist gets an entire floor, so the curation was less specific, like less um, particular, where the artist gets to decide where in the space things go. That's the case in this space. Certainly, the space is there. I don't know that for sure, but the idea that instead of having artists right next to each other, you have to leave, go into a stairwell, 
and come out in a different space to see a different artist. I think that's usually the case. Well, it's really built to enable that. Right? I would say that it's also trying to bring in different people as well. I think the building is more of a service towards it is for the artist and for the viewers. But it's high but it's highly designed. And we're not saying it was like thrown together right. by accident. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the box is, that's what they look like. <laughs> the service is good. At every, at every juncture, we've so far noticed that it's taken itself out of the experiment. There's, it's kind of weird, but I think that's actually why the stairs are so highlighted. Because they're totally functional. But also, you're constantly reminded that they exist. Whereas, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how to. Are we forgetting the uh, the original idea here that was the uh, stairs in the exercise the rhythm of the building? I, I think we are not taking into account that the boxes are all different sizes and stacked differently. Because that's not a quality to this, that's not subordinate. situation in this space with lowest ceiling for another experience right. that you want to give your public so and that was back to service to be really flexible and open to the artist i'm not sure it's coincidental but that has been that's, the, that's what they're projecting to us though maybe maybe it's a marketing strategy but we're certainly buying into it i think it's something more like that I don't think the inside calls very much attention to the fact that the boxes and the ceilings are different sizes, but the outside certainly does. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's you're doing what you're doing. You have to sort of reverence mm -hmm. art in some way. And you don't want to do like a crappy outside, too. I mean, art is important to them. Right? Well, you know, that's, that's a negative argument. You know, you don't want to. Not really. But you want, you want your outside to show that you. And I think that it's, it's not trying to compete with other museums within the area, but it still wants to make itself as an established setting rather than, because like you could argue like that it's more like a gallery space. That's what it is. Very different from the gallery, though, because the gallery has that nature of commerce. 
filter name. Yeah. And you guys said that you can even see the store. So well, commerce is definitely not in right. its nature. But I think it has more to do with creating a new space within each gallery than than it has to do with the service aspect. But they're the same though, because the new space is like the service of the of the art. Yeah. And the space is qualityless in all cases. experience of entering a new space that jarring or that disorienting. So there's something there's something kind of um, there's some ethos to that also in that like in order to start over, in order to not remember what you've just seen, you have to like, be moved in space or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would those aren't they relatively the same openness? I mean they're, they're really similar. The show was hard to figure out. It's, it's hard because one was really black. Example though that lends itself qualitativeness. Qualitativeness is simply making a negative sounding thing or making a negative word. There's another word for it though, which is free. It lets things happen in it. The space of quality determines what happens in it or it influences what happens in it. Quality of space lets things happen. Floor, it says that it was his first time that this artist found a place that was big enough for him to put two of his 
was together. Because actually, he never, maybe it didn't even go that way. He, not even the artist knew that, I mean, if you think about that, though, he didn't even know that those pieces could go together. And it was the fact that he found a space that was big enough and that was willing to put him there that would allow him to do that. Yeah, I think that's, I think we're onto something with this, actually. That's sort of the path of the film that you're getting up there. I mean, the artist didn't even know. It's, it's, a, it's a surprising discovery because he had, I don't know, it's so, um, it was presented as iconically different from everything in an architectural statement. It turns out to be a self-effacement of the architect. Um, that's the statement. Okay, his ethos. Uh, everyone happy with this? <laughs> that's also the argument. The, the reason I'm saying it's epidactic rhetoric now, I can't imagine being built into the rhetoric. It's not about the future or about what we should do in the future. It obviously isn't forensic. We're not in a law court situation. But if you think about it, in, um, in epidactic rhetoric, the ethos and the argument are the same thing. Because the argument is to praise for the speaker, right? So, so I, don't, I, thought, I think in doing ethos, you're doing the argument, essentially. Uh, I don't think it's the case for necessarily everything. I don't think, for example, the David painting of Stafford is just epidemic that they're just trying, making an argument and trying to persuade people of something that they would do differently in the future. So maybe, maybe they build in the same, unless they do have actually a building that is an argument. Maybe the Pentagon or something. Uh, I don't know. The Pentagon. Maybe um, the UN. The UN is an argument. The UN is definitely an argument. It is, it is an argument. It's an argument in favor of a certain kind of technocratic, super nationalist, faceless, personality-less world. Yeah. <laughs> Think about after World War II, there's not just a very appealing position. No, I think the, the UN is a good example of an argument that's not epidemic. Just the architects are to disappear in that to, to make the argument. Right? And here the here it's people getting praised for their ability to disappear. Controversy? Mentioned the visioning wizard. Okay. Mentioned the humor for the moment. I think that that is interesting. That as an argument of architecture is beautiful. Architecture is complex. Architects of Jesus. Architects of Jesus. No, we're not. We're not even here. We're not even here. Sorry. Just a box. 
something here because I think we're, we're starting with the idea that there's something necessarily ungenerous in being asked to pay for a service. Yeah. And that, that seems to be maybe the wrong idea. Because you also made that joke last week or two weeks ago where it's only less than which I mean, if you think about it, it's a better joke than that. Why is that? Or is everything I say sound like a joke? <laughs> no, there's no reason to think why, you know, being asked to pay isn't necessarily like an authoritarian or institutional set. Well, it's also, programming is maybe a bit incidental to, like, what are we looking at as an argument, the building or the program? Because the, pro like, the, the fact that you have to pay is part of the program or part of the building. Yeah, but where the capital is, it goes, it's in the building. Yeah, that, that's more relevant, though, than the fact that you have to pay it. No, right? Yeah, but the, the scene is built into the building. You, you get to see where you get to be for free. There's, it, it works within that machine. It, it, there's nothing actually behind it that you're being... You can see through it, but not quite to the building. But it, it's just like, shows you that there's something behind the go see. I still don't see it as antithetical to an idea of uh, service. Is it? I only if you have the a priori idea that it is, and that everything should be free. Seconds to the library to get in for free, and if it becomes a very difficult, it requires a greater effort to get to where you're going and to go up. And the staircases get smaller and smaller, and the whole thing comes down to one thing. And that's all that they ask for the person is that they want to go in. And here, here there is a barrier to simply wanting to go in. Uh, but whether that is, uh, I guess, the question we're talking about is how do they treat it as of that of the ethos. Because that's part of the necessity of the argument that there's going to have to be a pay, uh, a pay place. How do they treat it in such a way that it is less emphasized? And I guess it's small. Is it small? I didn't quite get a feel for it. Only two people behind the counter. And, and again, making it the coat check. Separated if it was even modern art, by the way, the coat check. Oh yeah, I mean, that's right. The pad first got to get padded down. To get <laughs> yeah, but coming up, there was no um, no anti-terrorist. Uh, no security. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's working there. God, it was like the elevator was full of people who worked there. Yeah. yeah. There's no one else. I was the only person. Funny because, like, at the Met, you can actually get them for free, but you have to use that to wear that pin. Yes. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah. no sense. It's like, you, but you can do have go to show your ticket. Yeah. You have to show your ticket. Yeah, you have to wear that sticker with the date. That's uh, You're not only going to say, and, and this one, maybe they need the resources, but still. You've gone through the trial of 
it's sort of like two beds. Yeah, okay, but at least you can just wait in the line and then you get crowds out. So, I mean, if you think about what you said, it's exactly that. Like, how do you deal with the fact that you need that money? People don't have to pay, but it wasn't very difficult. So a lot of people didn't know. Yes, that's true. They, 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 the platonic thing, this is interesting, because this idea of space is Plato's idea of space. Plato says if you're going to have things, you have to have places to place them. Right? And you need a medium that will allow anything to happen in it. You need a place where generation can occur, as they say in the primary. The reason why space in Plato is actually called the womb. Matrix, the word matrix is womb in Greek, by the way. So anything can happen in space, and space allows anything to happen. That's a, that, that's a, this is a sort of, it doesn't look like a platonic building, but the idea of space is entirely coincident with Plato's. Yeah. Um, whatever happens in it is free to happen. So we don't have to go into Plato's through the ontology of the two levels. We can go in with, with the simple idea that if there are going to be things that are material, they have to have a place to afford them to be. Mm-hmm. Right? They, have to have, they have to have space to afford it to be. Then you would have a platonic idea of space. The Whitney does not have that idea. Right? Um, because the space has qualities. It has direction, it has height, and it has uh, dimension. That space did lend itself to feeling like there was no, no end of it. You know, and I don't know how they did that, but it, it was able to adapt itself even to something beyond the, beyond space, like bigger than it is. I can make it feel bigger than it is rather than, rather than show off its size. Well, it was making it big. No, it wasn't making it big. I, I, I hate to say it, but I happen to think the new museum is a good building. I know, right? <laughs> I never in my wildest dreams thought I would praise the new museum for anything. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> So it's the one time the architects actually want to disappear from the public and it's worked. And it actually worked. And, it, and, it, and the, the, the box thing is exactly right and the size of the box is exactly the way to look at it. Um, so I hate to say it. I like it. I'm not going to go back anytime soon. As long as there's nothing in it, it's great. But, you know, but there was really nothing in it this time. Oh man, it was so loud. Yes. What about sublimity? I don't think that's uh, sublimity is not being aimed at. I think I think being in a space that's supposed to be sort of neutral, like the uh, stairway or elevator, and coming out into a, a space that you seems wrong but isn't. That's okay. Is, I mean, it totally depends on what the program is. But I had a I had the feeling when. It opened up on the one with the saxophone. It it strikes you the difference. It was a surprise. Yeah. The second floor was a surprise, but that was the dark one, right? The, yeah. That also was a surprise. When they turned that corner, it seemed like an entirely different world. Yeah. That, that may be because of the way it was arranged, but still, 
it had the potential to do that. Another aspect of its freedom that it can lend itself to sublimity or not, depending on how it's organized. Okay. What time is it? It's about six at lunch? No, 5.30. 5.30. Good. We have time to discuss what we're going to do next, or we can go on with this. I'd be happy to decide the, the issues with Cicero, I guess it would be. Architects, what is architecture? Marshall Yes? So, and so what is it? Yeah, I was going to it a different way. I was saying that the idea of space is consistent with Plato's. Okay. Um, but if we were to go in it the other way, the left hand, right hand, right. Uh, appearance and reality situation. What would we do that? I think it's the first like way that I saw this building actually. Like I said, visibility versus invisibility kind of thing. You think it's a building, but then you go in and it's not a building, it's just space. So we can get from the idea of a museum, this is a museum, no it's not. It's, it's actually just not there. How does that platonic? Appearances and reality. Well, the reality of it is different from the appearance yes. of it. And more elevated than the appearance of it. Yeah. Okay. So we got that in there. I think so, yeah. Um, I think that works. That's okay. Um, the appearances, we all agree that the, that the inside, that would be accounting for the inside, outside differences uh, of experience. Yeah. Without, how is the how is it better? How is the how is the reality realer? Realer. Yeah, because the the higher level in Plato is really realer than the reality appearances. Something about it's in service to the art, so the fact that it gets out of the way of the art then elevates it. I think that's full platonic, then that would be more like it's. Remember, Socrates is always saying it's not me speaking, uh, it's speaking through me. I, But it only does that on the interior, which is why the interior has the elevated volume. Yeah, the exterior doesn't do that. It does speak for itself. But it speaks in a way that says, I'm. It says, I know I know more. The exterior doesn't. I know I'm not a building. I'm just a box. Yeah. Remember, Socrates is. Things are being spoken through Socrates, but they're being spoken through Socrates. It's not like they're speaking the truth and suddenly disappearing. They don't ever lose the fact that there are two levels, but that they are locked to each other, center to center, so that they're present with each other. So there's never, just as you can't get rid of the black horse and the soul and the fetus, you can't get rid of the body and the lovers, because they have sex even after they've elevated themselves. 
there has to be some kind of physical reality. Yeah, you can't get rid of the building. Well, the council that's spoken through the building, and what's spoken through the building here is not it. Anyway, whether it's a higher thing than that is, is yeah. another <laughs> question. But, but that, that self-effacement would be platonic too. Okay, too, actually. I like that one. Again, the Whitney is exactly the opposite of it. This ethos is just so, so. There. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? If you took a little kid to both of them, you could use the same words to describe most of it, though. Like the. the words, like, words, if you took an adult, they would immediately. <laughs> No, because I mean, the words that a kid would use would be like, I don't know, it made sense in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What if you took a little kid who was one of those bad seed kids, you know? Oh. What about that? Well, I, mean, I mean, you see, <laughs> what? You know, the, the Alfred Adler was a contemporary of Freud, but he had a very different view of psychology, and a very different clientele, because of one of his things, his essays ends with, I want to be the grave digger, said a patient of mine, a four-year-old who was already a multiple murderer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to be the person who digs other people's graves. That's how the essay ends. So we see it in sentimentalizing childhood. <laughs> like some of us are tempted to do. What words would you use as a word? There's a glass lobby. There's a, a little bookshop with a, a book stand and That's a good. place, like a metal place where you pay. And like little things. There's a staircase. There's a massive elevator. There's, there's the same items. There's metal outside. There's like a shiny outside. There is a restaurant on both. The places are massive. The, the gallery spaces are open, free of columns on both of them. And they're always very big. Um, so important what if you take the first floor, for instance, right? Let's take that. Rhetorically, that would be the case. That would be the thick part of the case that are, that are handed to the rhetorician, right? Uh, that he can't, that he has to use in his arguments, but he can't argue without. A, a, a lawyer who has a case is presented with facts that he can't just decide to ignore, but he has to use them in such a way as to persuade, bring about the persuasion he wants. These would be something like those fixed parts of the case. The art is, is in the handling of it, not in these. Actually, that's a better way to look at it because it means museums have to be char have to charge money. The question isn't how they that they charge money, but how they handle that part of the case to make the persuasion. Same thing with the elevators and the same thing with the staircases. They would be, um, the fact that they're there are not part of the art. It's the way they're used to be part of the art of rhetoric. The rhetorical takeoff, effectively. I think that's the way to look at it. And that would go also with the display space, given the fact that it's a museum and has to have that. Uh, but that's about all there is, actually. There aren't that many fixed parts of the argument that are, that are given. I guess it has to be fire, I guess, and all that sort of thing. Um, but that doesn't really come into it. As a museum, uh, that would be odd. 
I guess there's also a theater in Bose. Yeah. I, I didn't go to the Whitney Theater. You can see it. You can see the entrance to it when you're walking down that main staircase. You walk right by it. Okay. There's one on one of the floors too, but like in studio theater, it's like oh yeah, that's great. Right. And you know, building has to have an outside. I know it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but the question is how it's handled in the part of the road up. That's interesting. Theaters in your museum look almost exactly like galleries in Like, if you actually go into one of the theaters, they look the same. There's more than one theater? Yeah. There's more than one theater. In the museum. There's only one. There was a movie going on about that same architect. The same artist. In the theater? It was a movie of his mom. Did you read that? It was a movie of the guy's mother. And that the sound was lost. And he had someone read her lips to sort of reestablish what she was saying because he had no idea what she was saying. And this is art now. I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not know what your mother said? I think jazz has a different oh. meaning in Albania than it has in Lower East Side of Manhattan. Let's put it that way. I'm not criticizing the arts. Um, I have to say, did anyone look at the books, the books in the bookstore? Yes. yes. Beautiful little volumes, no? I love Classic books sprinkled among them were the most just for Baudrillard, Artaud, um, Hal Foster. Every one of these you should be saying, No, really? Because it's just such cliches of edgy intellectual French, pseudo French thinking. And so tired already. You know, So easy to get rid of it. 
What are we doing next week? Not Vignelli, I hope. Is he dead? Well, you know, his son was, was a dean of Parsons. In the good old days, when, uh, when things were wild, a little bit of wild west organization, I can tell you. Um, yes, but he left the best. He had a falling out with the dean, writing over a student. Oh, no. Parsons, I tell you, it was a different place. The dean and the assistant dean were fighting over the love of the student. Awesome. Yeah. Now we get to know if we talk about sexual harassment. Different place. Different place in those days. That was Salvatore. That must we wanted, but the subway map, we wanted to do just one subway map. Was there anything other? Because there were older ones, too. But then there were so many older ones, it would be hard to specify. Wanted the current one that we've been yelling? Okay. Right, next week we'll do the current one. And, the, and, the, and the, let me write this down. You can get it online, right? Yeah. 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 I put it in, I got it, so I'm sure everybody 